0: I'm not insulted, I know you're all tired, and uh, it's been a long week, and uh, wow, I live for this, it's what I live for, and I love it. Thank you for everything, the use of the vehicle, the accommodations, the delicious meals, everybody's been so kind, and um, I'd like you to call my wife and tell her that's how I deserve to be treated, (laughs) because she doesn't. She's not that nice to me. That's why I want to come back always. But um, no, I'm throwing her under the bus because she's not here to defend herself. She, I don't bring her most of the time because otherwise she can tell stories. And so I'm trying to protect myself by keeping her a long ways away. But <clears throat> tonight... Uh, We'll be looking in 2 Peter. Now, most of you, um, you know this to be true. Peter, when he got saved and then he followed the Lord, why, he walked on the water and he was zealous, but he's also the one that denied the Lord three times. And then the Lord made him affirm his love three times. And then early in Acts... He's the guy that preached, and 1st chapter 2 through 10 is, is all about Peter, and God mightily used him. And now we get to his epistles, and you'll note that they're near the back end of your Bible, and this is Peter writing what we call general epistles, and this is meant for everybody. And what's actually going on? In First Peter, he's talking about, hey, this is a day of compromise, this is a day of persecution, this is a day of great bewilderment, this is a day of great confusion and perplexity, this is a day of false teachers, and he says, now, I'm writing to you, and it's kind of what I call just the summary statement uh, all through the Bible, there's these summary statements. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. Or Paul, I commend you to God and the word of his grace. Or Micah 6, 8. He has showed thee, O man what is good and what the Lord require of thee, but to love mercy and to do justly and to walk humbly with thy God. There are summary statements throughout the Bible. And this last chapter is kind of a, hey, in summary. He's talked to them about, if you're suffering, just count it all joy. Hey, if you go through trials, listen. Uh, Jesus also suffered, and he's he's trying to encourage them to kind of stay after it till the Lord comes back. And so when I pastored, 17 years as youth pastor, 25 years as senior pastor. I preached messages on transitions and, hey, there's going to be a new guy, and there are differences of administration, and keep your eyes on Jesus Christ and never compromise your doctrine, and here's why we use the King James Bible. Why? Because I'm trying to hand a healthy church to the next guy. But when i came to my last service as the pastor at wildwood baptist church i preached this message i haven't preached it since um, i'm really glad i'm scheduled for next year because that means i can't die between now and then <laughs> right my dad when he got his he was 90 and he renewed his driver's license it was for eight more years and he said see i can't die for eight more years, it says here that I get to drive for eight years. and So I don't know for sure if it's proof that I'm going to last that long, but stand with me, please, and we'll read this last chapter, and then we'll make a few comments. And I fly out. We leave here at four tomorrow morning, and so I don't mean to be socially misfit or any of that, but let me say goodbye. Because as soon as I can get out of here and get back to pack and take some knockout drugs, I'm going to, I'm going to, okay, forget the knockout drugs, <laughs> Tile all PM, okay? But I want to get right to sleep, so I can, I'm preaching tomorrow night. I lose three hours on the trip. I'm starting getting up at three in the morning, so this is a, a big deal to me to, to be ready and be at my best for them there. You understand that? And so here we are, chapter 3, and just follow along. I'll tell you the three verses I'd like you to read out loud. This second epistle, chapter 3 of the second Peter. This second epistle, <coughs> beloved, I now write unto you, in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. So he says in... in Watch how he phrases it, that ye may be mindful, what? Of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, so that's the Old Testament, and of the commandment of us, the apostles of the Lord and Savior, all the epistles and the teaching of the apostles, knowing, why? Knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days, scoffers, walking after their own lusts and saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. Now, look at me for a moment. The teaching of uniformitarianism is the evolutionist's hallmark. Hey, it's just always been the same. Don't expect any supernatural intervention into creation. That's meant to discourage the Christians. It's meant to take away your hope of the return of Christ and the reward for service. And now watch. For this verse five, they are willing are they they willingly are ignorant of that by the word of God the heavens were of old and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. He says, Look, look, They're willingly ignorant of the fact that God has always intervened in his creation. He made it. We didn't like what was going on. He kicked him out of the garden when he didn't like what was going on. He sent the flood when he didn't like what was going on. He called Abraham, and when it was all said and done, in the fullness of time, he sent his son. Yes, he intervenes in his creation. Yes, he does. Don't ever lose sight of that. We serve a mighty, majestic, sovereign, omnipotent God. And he's trying to say to them, look, they say, where is this coming? He said he was coming. Where is this coming? And they're trying to dissuade you from putting the Lord Jesus Christ first by saying, ah, he's not watching. He's an absentee landlord if he's there at all. He's not paying attention. He doesn't care. And Peter says they're willingly ignorant. You have, to, you have to on purpose deny the facts in front of you. Now watch. Whereby the world that then was, verse 6, being overflowed with water, perished. Now watch. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and the perdition of ungodly men. But beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years is one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is longsuffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Now hear me carefully. When he's making a summary statement, he says, look, I want to stir up your pure minds. Remember the Old Testament. Remember the New Testament. Look at the evidence all around around you. There is a God that rules this world. And the first thing is, he's not willing that any should perish. He wants you to be redeemed. He wants you to be forgiven. He loves you. There's something about, don't ever lose sight of the important things here, the big things. Hey, I'm for taking care of all the little things, but he's saying, I want you to watch. This is the big things. Now watch 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Hey, listen. Don't plant your feet too deep. This is just temporary here. Read aloud the next verse with me. We're Bible believers. We're not looking, hey, yes, it's all gonna perish, but there's gonna be a new heaven and new earth, and that's what I'm looking for. Now watch. Read verse 14 out loud. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless, and account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. Even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. Verse 16, as you also as also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do the other, also the other scriptures under their own destruction. Verse 17 together. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, Beware lest thou also, being led away with the air of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be glory, both now and forever. Amen. Lord, bless our time in the Scriptures. Thank you for these dear folks. They've been so faithful these several nights And I pray you'd bless them and give them some real anchor points in your scriptures, your promises that will help them grow in grace and be steadfast and finish well, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. (coughs) Three things that every Christian should see. Three things every Christian should see. Verse number 11. Seeing. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be? This is the first thing. Listen. We're looking at the macro picture. We're looking at the big causes of God. We're looking at his purpose. It's going from creation... The flood, the prophets, the apostles, to the end of the church age, and the elements are going to melt with fervent heat. Then there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. And he says, look, you should want God to have his way on this earth. You should not, hey, seeing all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be? The most important thing is people. When I went to school for engineering, I wanted to make a lot of money, look down my nose at the peons. But when I got saved, I realized humans, the apple of God's eye, people are the most important commodity on the planet. And how we can serve the Lord and help people is the most important thing about us. And I'm so glad God has been true to his word and... Billy Sunday said I can't wait to see the liquor crowd take to the woods in my day and age I say I can't wait to see every gay pride parade broken up I want to see God have his way I do pray the Lord's prayer thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven I know I know that's what the Lutherans recite I'm saying that's what I want Lord, have your way in this earth. God, come back. You say, well, brother, how come he hasn't come back yet? If broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be there that go in thereat, and few narrow is the way it leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. If God had any mercy or compassion, he just shut the door now. Why is he waiting one more day? The burgeoning population, the multitudes going to hell. It's true. But that's why he's got us here. We're supposed to be witnesses for him to see people saved. And I know I prayed and prayed and prayed that he'd come back. But seriously, secretly, privately, I'm saying, Lord, if you could just wait until my daddy gets saved, I'd sure appreciate that. And he waited until my daddy got saved. And I don't know when he's coming back. And I don't know all he's doing. And I don't understand all. But the guy that's the last one in the door is going to be mighty thankful Jesus waited for him. Right? And so, hey, I want him to have his way in all the earth. It says, seeing then that all these things will be dissolved. What's that meant to say to us? Look, stuff is just stuff. I enjoy nice things. I like nice things just like anybody else. I like a nice car, a nice house, nice clothes, nice people. I like nice things. All of us do. But I don't have to have that to be happy. I was happy before I had any of it, and I'm happy without all of that. Hey, why? Because I have the Lord Jesus Christ. I have the hope of eternity. I know what's important. My priorities are in the right spot. My values, what I esteem to be important, I don't care if I'm well thought of or popular or anything. It doesn't matter to me one whit. I'm trying to exalt the Lord Jesus Christ. It's such a freeing thing to say, hey, this stuff is just stuff It's just stuff. When my wife and I had first gotten married, I came from a farm family. It had been in our family since 1847. Debt free. Our cows were worth a million dollars. Hundreds and hundreds of acres of land, paid for green tractors. I'm excited about getting the farm in my name and building the kingdom. And it was. Well, I meet this girl who's a Navy brat, and she. Had lived in 13 different states. She'd gone to 16 different schools. They lived in base housing and trailer houses. She was (coughs) in Nova Scotia in a rented house, Adak, Alaska in a rented house, Norfolk, Virginia in a trailer house. And we got married. And the first year, She says to me, Randy, when are we going on leave? Now, her dad was a lieutenant. He had a month leave. Now, personally, I believe that word should be stricken from the English language. Leave, leave. I'm a dairy farmer. I never heard of the word leave. I don't know how to spell the word leave. We're not going to leave. The buffalo want to be juiced twice a day. I've been here every day for 20 years. We're not leaving any place. She goes, my dad always took a month off. Why? She says, we've traveled all over the country. And we've got to go someplace on vacation. And I go, no, 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 no. We're here. The reason we have this stuff accumulated and the reason you don't have a pot to pee in is because you were a Navy brat and traveled from pillar to post and never accumulated anything. And we have something to show for what we've done. Well, she says, Randy, it's not about the stuff. It's what you do in life and what you enjoy. And I don't have to have a nice house or any of that. I I want to go do stuff. I want to see things. And my answer, God honest truth, what's there to see? They have trees, we have trees. They have buildings, we have buildings. They have water, we have water. What's there to see? That's the truth. That's word for word what I told her. We fought and battled, but because I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, I'm the boss, we don't go on vacation. The second year, she says, where are we going on vacation? I said, look, we're not going to piddle away. We got a little bit of money. We're going to stick it in the house, buy some furniture. We need a refrigerator. We're not, we're not going to just go piddle away like your family did. And she said, Randy, Randy, don't you want to ever? And I said, no, no, no. I have everything I need right here. I like being here. I can hunt and fish. I, can, I, I like it here. The third year. She comes, Randy, I'm packed, and me and Terran Tabitha are going to Virginia to see my sister. Here is her phone number if you'd like to call us, but we're leaving tomorrow morning. We want you to go with us, but either way, I'm going. I don't want to live like this. Hey, hey, tough apples. We went toe to toe. I told you, you're not a good Christian. Your dad wasn't a good Christian. The Bible says a righteous man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. children. You know what she came back with? It's all going to burn, Randy. 120-pound hailstones are going to beat cars flat on the pavement. You're not going to have anything. You're trusting in that? You can't be a Christian and have your roots this deep. Now, hear me. Hear me. We came close to getting a divorce the third year. Well... I didn't want her driving all the way to Virginia. So, you know what I discovered? Somebody else actually could milk those cows. And her and I went to Virginia. And you know what? We had the Fox River by our farm, but we didn't have the Atlantic Ocean. No, there were some things I hadn't seen. When we went across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge tunnel and went under the water, the coolest engineering feat, I thought, well, this is pretty cool. So I came back and I said, "Okay, I'm willing to go on vacation every other year if you're willing to put money into the house every other year. Otherwise, we wouldn't be married today. But can I tell you, Niagara Falls is a little different than anything we had in Amro. The Grand Canyon something we didn't have exactly the same there in Amro. San Francisco Bay Bridge Tunnel wasn't something I'd really spent much time thinking about. Or whale watching, or the castles in Europe, or the Swiss Alps. And my wife taught me this stuff is just going to burn. take care of what you have be a good steward over what you have, but what kind of seeing all these things will be dissolved? what manner of person ought you to be? when Pastor Nelson asked me to be the assistant pastor and my dad offered me the farm, I made a decision and i 'm not against farms you understand what I'm saying but Hey, I don't have to have that to be happy. I have to have him to be happy. All these things will be dissolved. What manner of person ought you to be? Boy, that helped me. I'm so thankful for a good godly wife. She was submissive as long as I cooperated. (laughs) Listen, respect your wife as another human being. God could use her. You might be surprised. And so then there's this another verse. Watch what it says. Verse 14. Beloved, wherefore, beloved, seeing, here's that word again, seeing, seeing that ye look for such things, what? For the Lord to come back, for a new heaven and new earth. Seeing you look for such things, what? What? Be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless in account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation. He says, look, put a premium on spiritual things. This ought to impact the way you live. Be blameless, spotless, live in peace. Hey, if this is what God gives me, I'm going to be content with it. If this is what God allows to come into my life, I'm going to trust him through it. If this is what God has for my lot, I know he's still mighty good. It says seeing then you look for such things, you look, if that's your perspective, if that's your worldview, if that's your life goal, then it ought to show up in how you live day to day. It ought to show up in how you treat other people. It ought to show up. Hey, listen, when Pastor Nelson, I never forget, he he took me out and he said, Randy, listen, you preach. From the Bible, God's grace is sufficient. You preach, the peace of God shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. You preach, you have the peace that passes all understanding. You stand up there and preach that. You actually believe it. But he said, when it's your turn to go through deep waters, somebody's got to live it. Somebody's got to demonstrate it somebody's got to say see he either shielded me from it or gave me grace through it but he's still a mighty good god now hear me i had no idea if you'd have told me some of the dark threads that came through my life were going to come and that's the price you pay for being in the ministry i just said forget the ministry but god has helped and helped and helped and each day his grace gets me through the next day and the next day and the next day somebody's got to be living it somebody's got to testify he's been mighty good to me he's been really really good more than I deserve the testimonies of hey who's got a blessing who's got a praise who's got a joy listen Seeing we look for such things, God, have your way. Uh, These things are going to be dissolved. Then what? See that you be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. So my challenge there, that last, was, hey, folks, remember, we're building an auditorium, but it's all going to burn. 120-pound hailstones are going to beat it flat (laughs) on the pavement. Don't get your roots too deep here. We're strangers and pilgrims. Hey, seeing we're looking for the Lord's return, let's see that the Christians live like Christians. Let's make sure you have peace and joy and steadfastness and that you're without spot and blameless. In other words, this ought to show up in holy living, this ought to show up in Christ honoring conduct. This is you, since you look for some, look at, I'm going to say this and, and, Right now, the, the, the President of the United States is giving the State of the Union address. And I would trust Elliot and maybe Alex, not necessarily in that order, <laughs> to have a better perspective on what's actually going on than I do the President of the United States. They're not worried about, oh, wow, What about global warming? What about what's going to happen to the environment? What if I use a plexus straw and a sea turtle dies? What happens if... Listen, a Christian who believes the Bible that's in a Bible-believing church, they get what the priorities are. They understand, hey... We're here. We're only here for a moment. We're here to please him. I was created for his pleasure, Revelation, for I was created for his glory, Isaiah 52. I know what I'm doing here. I know what we're all supposed to be doing. We're not flogging around, wondering, dreading, fearing. What was I made for? Why am I here? What's my purpose? What's real love? We know the answers to all that this bible unties a lot of knots that people get all their lives messed up into no no seeing we look for such things what manner of persons all these things will be dissolved we look for him to have a new heaven and a new earth so what's this supposed to show up in account that the long suffering of our lord is salvation and now watch in verse 16 As also in all his epistles, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do also. And I want you to notice this phrase in verse number 16, the other scriptures. Peter calls Paul's letters scripture. That's what inspiration and preservation is all about, folks. He says, hey, Paul's writings were Scripture. And he says, those that are unstable rest the Scriptures. Those that uh, are unlearned rest the Scriptures. They'll take a verse and try to make it say something that it never said, never meant, and cannot say. Spurgeon said he's watched preachers take Bible verses and put them on the rack and torture them until they say things they never wanted to say. Boy, that's way too true. He says, there are those who are unlearned and unstable. They rest, notice what it says, verse 16, under their own destruction. There is a price to be paid for messing with that book there's a penalty you'll suffer for just trying to make it say what you want it to say. No, no. It says what it says. And he says, Those, some are just dumb and some are just unstable, but they rest it to their own destruction. And here's the third seeing. Seeing, seeing, notice verse 11, seeing all these things will be dissolved, Notice verse number 14. Seeing that you look for such things, and now watch, ye therefore, beloved, seeing you know these things before. Hey, hey. We're not wondering. We're not sitting here fretting. We're not biting our fingernails and saying, I wonder how this is all going to turn out. We get to rest in the security of knowing as sure as we're breathing God's free there, free air, this is how it's going to turn out. God's going to have His way in all the earth. We rest in that, and He says, "Seeing then that ye know these things before what, what, what? What's the final caution? Seeing you know that, beware, lest ye also, being led away with the air of the wicked." fall from your own steadfastness but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our lord and savior jesus christ to him be glory both now and forever amen he says beware lots of people started well and ended poorly lots of people were serving the lord but the devil distracted them or discouraged them or dissuaded them or the devil led them down a wrong path or the level the devil got him discouraged. Uh, listen, as I travel and, and when I pastored, there are people come up to me. Well, brother King, I I really meant it, and I trusted the Lord, and I prayed, and I was doing my best to serve Him. But then then the engine went out of my car, and so if if that's the kind of God He is, and I don't want nothing to do with Him. And I'm going, are you kidding me? The rain falls on the just and the unjust. I mean, things happen. You live down here. We knew this world is sin cursed, and you're going to take your turn and have your problems. And so what? That's what you get for buying a Ford anyway. (laughs) I am so sick. I can't tell you. I don't like the word journey. I don't want to hear the word journey. I don't want you to tell me about your journey. I think the word journey should be stricken from the English language. Everybody who has a journey is then the second sentence out of their mouth. Pastor, I've got to tell you about my journey. And the next sentence is, and this is why I quit on God. I don't want to hear about your journey. I know lots of people that had bad things happen, lots of them. You can either use it as an excuse for failure. You can use it for an uh, uh, escape clause. Hey, I was serving God. But when that pastor that I always looked up to ran off with the secretary, that just destroyed my faith. Really? That wasn't too much of faith. Guy's been running off with women a long time before this. Well, I'll tell you, Pastor, I was in church, I was even a deacon in our church, but our pastor was a micromanaging control freak and he wouldn't take my idea when I said I thought we ought to put pink pews in. (laughs) I can't tell you, as I've traveled, it's, Brother King, I got saved and I was serving the Lord. But when I got divorce papers, I never darkened the doors of church again. After you hear it all, after you hear that 50 times, you say, no, no, don't tell me about your journey. Don't tell me about your challenges. Don't tell me about your burdens. And and listen, that's from a guy who honestly cares. But I want to hear about your obedience. I want to hear how you put the Lord Jesus Christ first. I want to hear how you walked in victory whenever the people were falling. I want to hear that you said, I set my face like a flint and I'm going to do the work of God come hell or high water, no matter what anybody else does. I know who I got saved by and where I'm going when I die and what I'm supposed to be doing here. I know it all ends up. I read the last chapter in the book and I'm staying the course. He says, seeing you know this before. You know this ahead of time. You know the end, how it works out. You know there's going to be challenges. He's writing to people that had suffered all kinds of things. And he says, seeing all these things will be dissolved, what kind of person ought you to be in all manner of holy conversation? Then he says, Seeing that you look for such things, the Lord to come back, see that you're in him in peace and without spot and blameless. And seeing you know this before, seeing you have this right here in writing, the promise of God Almighty, you have it. Beware lest ye fall from your own steadfastness. Because the devil, hey, 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 Here you are, saved here. You learn to take baby steps and now you're walking with the Lord and now you're trusting him and now you're growing and now you're maturing. And the devil is opposing you every step of the way. Don't, don't, don't trust, don't follow, don't obey, don't believe, no, no, no. And a lot of times... If he can't stop your progress he'll step aside and let you go through and then grab your ankle and trip you with pride he'll trip you with success he'll trip you with arrogance he'll trip you with all kinds of uh, supercilious uh, super spiritual "I'm, I'm listen to me listen to me we have a very real enemy. And Peter says, look, we know how it's going to turn out. We know how we're supposed to behave. But here's what we also know. you got to beware. you got to be careful. Because smarter people than you have fallen. Stronger people than you have fallen. More spiritual people than you have tripped up. Beware, look out, watch out for this. Don't allow that to happen to you. Don't you show up in the devil's trophy case. Don't you show up in the casualty list. Don't you show up as missing in action. Beware. You know, you know the big picture. Hey, seeing all these things will be dissolved. What manner of person ought you to be? Seeing that you look for such things, make sure you're without spot. Seeing you know this before. Beware. There's a place for humility and dependence. It's a great thing when mature Christians get back to the childlike faith they had the day they got saved and say, I can still trust him. If he shows me, there's a phrase I learned, Lord, command me. Lord, command me. You plow my garden any direction you want. You show me what you want for my life. You show me what you want me to do. Lord, command me. Don't ever get past that. Don't ever get too big for your britches. Don't ever say, well, look, or I've arrived, Paul said. I count not myself to have apprehended. He said, I haven't arrived any place, and until you pass, the apostle Paul in spirituality have a big dose of humility. This wonderful, wonderful chapter. When I c- preach the last message at Wildwood Baptist Church, what do I want for our people? I want them to rest in the fact that God's in control. People are most important it matters how you live and then stay everlastingly at it until you're rewarded that's what I'd want for them and I dead sure want it for you tonight heads bowed and eyes closed you're here tonight and you say Pastor King so far so good I'm here today walking by faith in a Baptist church, a good conservative church, Bible-believing church, even on a Tuesday night for special meetings. But I know the devil would love to trip me up, destroy my testimony. Some of my friends that were sitting here 10 years ago are off in the weeds. Some of the people that I knew and looked up to have faltered and failed. Some people that were smarter than me, stronger than me, are casualties to the cause of Christ. I know these things. And the Bible says, beware, and tonight, I'm asking the Lord, Lord, help, protect me, guard my heart and mind, guard my life, guard my children. God, we want to finish well. We want to grow in grace till you come for us. That's our prayer tonight. Would you just slip your hand up and put it right back down? Hey, so far, so good, but I don't take anything for granted. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Heavenly Father, you've seen the hands, and I've just tried to be simple and straightforward, but, Lord, every one of us has an arch enemy, the accuser of the brethren, Every one of us faces Satan's challenges and temptations and discouragements. Every one of us is susceptible to the weakness and frailty of our flesh. Every one of us has a body of flesh hung around our soul that's wicked and vile and needs to be redeemed. And so, Lord, tonight we ask for your special help for us to finish well, for us to stay true, for us to have right priorities. And Lord, we wanna hear well done when you come for us. We're gonna need your help for that and we are honest enough to admit it tonight. Lord, please help us grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. We get the big picture. Help us day to day, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Pastor.